Hey everybody, welcome back to Rediscovering Yourself Through Chronic Illness. It's been a while since I've done an episode. Um, Like a lot of people this time of the year, it's just been crazy. And I just got to thinking the last few days that I wanted to hop on soon and do another episode. And um, before I segue into that, uh, here coming up this week, I've got my initial consult with my rheumatologist on Friday and I have my lung visit with um, Stanford next week which is going to be a big determinant so I'll definitely hop on and um, try to give some insight and perspective onto that and again I can't stress enough anytime I share any kind of insight about (coughs) visits that I have conditions etc it's not my intent to say that everyone experiences a condition or a visit or you know, an interaction with a doctor the same, you know, and if I do ever come across like I am trying to say something like that, then I sincerely apologize because I think the biggest thing for anybody in um, the chronic illness community from any facet is to understand that two people can have the same condition, but they can, they can and often do hit people um, differently. And it's important to recognize that, to acknowledge that because it is true. No two patients are the same. They really aren't. And that goes the same with across the board. So going back to my initial um, purpose for this one, it's, uh, you know, in all the years that I've been on this planet, you know, I've been, I've said this multiple times, I've been the great benefactor of a diverse group of people in my life from religion to ethnicity to social economic status whatever and you know I've always felt like that was the biggest shining example that I could go to in terms of you know being grateful for that is the learning that can come from that is just you know unquestioned because the best way to learn is from different perspective um since everything happened October 7th, I think I can say with a straight face that this has been one of the most biggest learning experiences that I've had in my life that's arguably been one of, more, one of the more painful. Um, I just, I don't know, from the get-go, you know, I am of Ashkenazi ancestry and I am not... I found this wonderful meme that I think fits to the core that said, you know, I'm pro-Israeli, anti-Netanyahu. I'm pro-Palestinian, anti-Hamas. That is me to my core, unequivocally to my core. Do I say that knowing that there's plenty of people throughout the world, including that part of the world, that would have no problem seeing um, an American die, an American female die, an American Israeli ancestry female die you bet i've always tried to let that not dictate my humanity um the unfortunate aspect as a couple of people one of which was a good friend and another was my brother have put it to me unfortunately um culture can and sometimes often does run deeper than friendship so like many people in different ways but in my case in particular um October 7th has uh, hit home in some painful ways.
like I told somebody else, I never thought after a decade and a half in particular with some people in my life that I'd have to play the guessing game of who's the anti-Semite in my life. <sighs> Especially being someone who had to file a misdemeanor sexual battery case against a um, Middle Eastern individual and having local law enforcement officials tell me, well, look at the culture you're dealing with. And I looked the officer straight in the face and reminded him about a person in my life who's also Middle Eastern, who's been like family. I was like, hey, remember him? The officer was like, yeah. Then not everybody from the same part of the world is the same way. Because that was important to me. It's always been important to me. And for some, in some form or another for the rest of my life, I will always fight to make sure that it's important to me that to not typecast everybody from the same ethnicity for the actions of a few idiots, because Lord knows every culture on this planet has examples of people that have done heinous things, including the two cultures that are battling each other right now. Um, but what's been hurtful for me is I have had a, a uh, sour taste of the old world hate from some of the people that have been the closest in my life to make to kind of give me question and pause about wondering where I fit. And um, I just, you know, that's been hard for me to not get sad, to not hurt, you know, to uh, not cry on more than a few occasions <laughs> because I... I knew the old world hate was there and when I had told my brother who did two chores in Operation Iraqi Freedom that as a Jewish person October 7th had made things awkward with some of my Middle Eastern friends he was like oh I bet this pains me to the point where I don't even know what to say it's definitely weighed on my heart because I've always wanted I've always wanted anybody from my rainbow family to know where I stood on ethnic hatred and to the point where from a advocacy standpoint albeit Google Translate sucks trying to find the native tongue phrasing for you know hope for peace hope for prayer whatever in the languages spoken in all sides of any conflict or all sides of any ca catastrophic situation, including this. And it's just, it's been something that has heavily, heavily weighed on the psyche because albeit this has been my closest example of the old world, of the old world hate. Again, going back to what a dear friend and my brother also said about, yeah, sometimes culture can run deeper than friendship. You know, I, I think the part that pains me the most is the idea of this feeling and sense of hate and often inference of concern about where they stand based on their silence, having it just come so closely to my life when I've, it's just, it's hard for me to not hurt. You know, this is painfully personal for me to even say. You know, it's hard for me to not painfully hurt to have people close to my life say that they stand for the sanctity 
and preservation of all human life, and this goes on either side of this, but to say that they stand for the sanctity and safety and preservation of all human life, but when push comes to shove, they migrate to one side or the other. It's like, okay. You know, it's hard for me to not get frustrated and angry and hurt when it's like, I've said that, but I've tried to do it at the same time. You know, it's, you know, like everybody else, I'm disgusted with Netanyahu and the Likud. You know, my grandmother and my mom both have hated him for decades. You know, I started to be concerned about him because of the fact of his extreme right-wing, right-wing ideology. You know, I have nothing against Sephardi Jews. They're the Jews, and if you know anything about the Zephora, they're the Jews um, that migrated northward or were forced northward were the Ashkenazi, so my ancestors, and then the Sephardi were the ones that went southward, you know. It's like we're all related inherently in one form or another. So my issues with Netanyahu have nothing to do with the fact of him being Sephardi. To me, you know, a fellow Jew is a fellow Jew, just like a fellow human is a fellow human. And, um, you know, my issue with him was the fact that, you know, he was stacking his government with predominantly far-right Sephardi. It's like, okay, you want to act like the representative of the entire Jewish community? Can you have some Ashkenazi in there too? And just his whole other host of other insanity. It's like, okay, yeah, no. Um, but it's just seeing the level, like actually after hopping online and finding out the formation and the founding nations behind groups like Hezbollah and Hamas, I just wanted to turn it on myself. I just, I, I don't know, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm Israeli, I'm Jewish, my ancestry, I absolutely feel for the victims of October 7th and, you know, ancestral heritage and historical awareness. J- Israelis, Jews, Arabs, Arabs, Middle Eastern, they both have ancestral ties to the land. You know, we can go back to the map. I mean, <laughs> Isaac was the, you know, paternal of the Jewish Ishmael was but the paternal of the Arabs and they were both the sons of Ibrahim. It's just, I mean, you talk about the Hatfields and the McCoys. This is, I think like even my brother almost inferred, this is the oldest hatred known to man. This is the oldest fight and the dirtiest fight and the bloodiest fight since the beginning of time. And it's so horrifically sad. I just, I don't know. That's part of why I'm hoping to find out if I can start law school next year. I found out I got approved for a scholarship and I'm seeing if I can start in the fall to use with my master's for um, conflict, peace and terrorism negotiation to go work for places like Amnesty International to help with um, conflict refugees from around the world because Lord knows there's no shortage throughout the world. So hopefully that could be my way to try to do some good. But um, I just, yeah, it's been hard. It's been hard. This is like, again, a lot of people with, you know, their internal consideration of the events of the world as of late this is this has really caused me to look within myself and look at some of the dearest relationships in my life and have wondered if um, if the perceived acceptance of some parts of my ethnicity have been a facade all this time and that's unbelievably painful 
And I just, I guess all I can do is, like anybody else, just hope for the, for some kind of semblance of peace and preservation of life, despite, regardless, no matter what the ethnicity is. You know, I mean, we're all human. I would love, love, love to see Bibi gone, the Likud gone. And I say this with a straight face. I'm well aware of um, Erdogan's status in NATO. Do I trust him? Absolutely not. Because I hold him in the same category as I do Vladimir Putin with his role in the UN. Just like I think that the Arab League has a role here to deal with Hezbollah and Hamas because the only way we're going to see true semblance of any kind of peace is efforts made on both sides of this. So, you know, I mean, I am very, I, when I found out that anyone with Ukrainian ancestry can be considered to be Ukrainian American, I was very, very proud of that. So I'm a quarter, I'm a quarter Ukrainian American and seeing regime leaders in the Middle East um, support the rape and pillaging of my ancestral homeland, including regime leaders from nations that I have dear friends from. I still hold my dear friends close, but I have absolutely no respect for their regime leaders because the supporters and the perpetrators and the enablers of the rape and pillage of any homeland, you're a war, you're a war criminal. A war criminal is a war criminal. I don't parse my words or cherry pick about who a war criminal is, depending upon who they look like. That's why I was very supportive of when Turkey finally got contempt for Ar condemned for Armenia, albeit 100 years too late. So, I mean, I can connect with an Iranian guy, knowing all too well that um, the Ayatollahs are in full support of what Putin's doing to my ancestral homeland, you know? I mean, I can hope for the safety and security and stability of um, the, uh, the Syrian people. Many of those people are many of the people I've considered like family for a decade and a half, but I can have at the same time absolutely no respect for people like Assad, who is actively supporting and cheering on the destruction of my homeland. That goes well beyond the preservation of a mili military contract. Zelensky is a Jew, so that brings up the, the consideration of who's an anti-Semite and who's an Islamophobe, and I have no time for that. Preservation of a military contract, that's business. Going at somebody because they're a Jew or an Arab, that's ethnic hatred, and I draw the line at that each way that goes. So I have no problem saying that people like Assad are an anti-Semite, so I have no time for him. But I love the people that I know from his region like family because they are like family because geopolitics, geopolitics, I should say, sorry, of any region, I don't let that dictate my friendships. Does it concern me that the cultural difference spreads through and has kind of altered the landscape for me to the point where it makes me wonder if it's inadvertently altered some of the relationships I've had due to, due to cultural perspective on the other side? Yeah, that hurts like hell and in a way that I can't even describe. I, all I can do is hope that um, those relationships can be salvaged, you know, because I don't claim to be an expert on the world. You know, all I can try to do is hope to look at the fact that, you know, I've always tried to be excited whenever I encounter anybody with an ethnic, um, different 
uh, dialect, like, hey, just out of curiosity, where are you from? Stuff like that. You know, that's how it should be. I mean, I've encountered so many interesting people in my life. I actually had a customer come into my work two nights ago that was, that is Palestinian. We had such an amazing chat. You know, I looked at this man and um, he, I just looked at him and said, I'm just hoping in for the safety and security of all. And I told him a couple of times, I'm like, it is such a pleasure to interact with you because you know what? It would really be wonderful if humanity could remember that we're all human. We're all human. Every culture and every country on the planet is guilty of having people that perpetuate hate. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of what degree. So nobody has the ability to sit on the sanctimonious attitude of, oh, we're above this. Mm, let's look at history, for example. No, not really. You know, so it's just, I mean, I love this line at the end of Sean Penn's documentary on Zelensky, where it's something to the effect of if he talks about how if we don't do a certain thing, we're all going to continue to eat each other alive. And it's true. And that's the scary part. So I just, that's what I'm hoping for moving into the new year, that I can try this law school program and um, hopefully get to, the point where maybe I can actually work with groups like Amnesty International. I've actually signed up with alerts for jobs, stuff for them. You know, maybe I can actually work with conflict refugees from anywhere throughout the world. You know, and going into Christmas and considering the other unknown health issues that I've got at the moment that are coming down the pipeline, the relationships that I have from this part of the world that I feel like have inadvertently switched, swayed a little bit. Um, in the aftermath of um, Hamas's initial attack and the subsequent outcome. I'm hoping those come out in the wash and that they can come out and actually be salvaged because I, if there's one thing I try not to be in my life is disingenuous and I hold my relationships close. I've spent $120,000 on education and I hold my relationships closer than that. At least I try to be. So I'm just hoping that um, that a couple of relationships in particular don't get inadvertently damaged because of old, old world hate and um, uh, cultural influence. So I was talking with another trusted person in my life and they basically made the comment that if that happens, well, they weren't really your friends to begin with. If that is the case, that is the case that cuts to the psyche more than anything else but um, only time will tell so anyway alright everybody as always thank you for uh, listening to the podcast each listen is appreciated no listen is ignored and um, like I said next week I have my lung scan um on Thursday and I have my consult with my rheumatologist this Friday so I'll do my best to hop on next weekend with kind of a recap of both of those and um, trying to keep updated um, trying to make sure that the Instagram page for the podcast continues to be updated and I'm very happy with the activity on that and couldn't be any more appreciative so I just this little podcast project was, as I've said multiple times before, my way to try to pay it forward. So I just hope that above all else that this can be my little legacy contribute to um, 
collective humanity. Because that'd be nice. Alright guys. Hope everybody has a good holiday season. And I will check back with everybody soon. Take care.